Today is D-Day, June 6th, 2023. Republicans launch contempt process against FBI Director Ray after viewing Biden bribery bombshell. FBI says they fear for the Biden whistleblower's life. Oh, interesting. Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna and Alan Dershowitz join the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think that you are led by the dumbest people alive, and if those people don't have your best interests in mind, which they don't, then you need to consider My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is something that you need in case the world stops spinning on its axis and these dumbasses that run our country begin to destroy our supply chains once more. You saw it happen during COVID. Empty shelves, empty grocery stores. We are one crisis away from you not having any food. You should go to my friends at My Patriot Supply for a three-month emergency food kit. The emergency food kit is military quality. It is the largest preparedness, preparedness company on earth. And when you order today, you'll save $200 for each kit. Having these kits means your family will stay fed while others stand in food lines. You do not want that. Order your three-month emergency food kit today. Save $200 per kit. Preparewithbenny.com. That is preparewithbenny.com. You'll get fast and free shipping too. Do it today. You may regret it tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, there are some people who didn't live to see tomorrow on this morning, nearly 80 years ago, 79 years ago, the boys of D-Day stormed the beaches to fight the powers of fascism, to fight the fusion of the state and private entities together in order to crush a people in order to keep people from being liberated and free, and in order to shove down upon a population their own warped worldview, their own sick, disgusting, antithetical to the laws of God and man and nature worldview. And we liberated the continent of Europe from Nazism and fascistic socialism. Nazi actually stands for National Socialist. These were the bad guys. Now, we landed on these beaches without much help and without much hope, quite frankly. This was a suicide mission for many of these men, and thousands and thousands of them never returned home. Ladies and gentlemen, there are dangers when the government gets too much power. Millions and millions of people lost their lives in World War II. Hundreds of millions across the entire spectrum of the battle, across every single front of the battle in World War II. And we remember them today along, of course, with D-Day that wouldn't have been made possible without the American fighting man. And we fight onward today against similar forces, actually. The same forces that viewed totalitarianism and viewed the uh, capacity for human evil inside of the soul, the deprivation of people's human rights, the deprivation of natural rights, liberty and order, those same evil black forces grip our nation today. Many say that uh, some of the most evil powers and some of the most evil ideologies were simply exported to America. And, well, some of that is uh, quite frankly true. We don't have enough time to get into it this morning, but there are major forces at play right now inside of our own federal government that should concern you, that should really, really, quite frankly, terrify you. Because what we have found out is that Joe Biden is a member of an illegitimate regime, ladies and gentlemen. 
Because what do you call it when the top law enforcement agency in the country has a piece of paper in its possession from one of its most credentialed sources, from a source that it has paid money to, six figures in fact, determining and stating plainly that Joe Biden is a criminal. Yet that same law enforcement agency does not prosecute Joe Biden, hides that paper from existence, and then allows Joe Biden to become president of the United States. What do you call that? How do you call that anything other than illegitimate? How, how do you continue the life of that police force if it refuses to do its most basic level of policing? They, they brought every single position that they could against Donald Trump, real or imagined, and the vast majority of them were imagined every single time that they could leak or destroy or harm or open a fraudulent investigation against Donald Trump. They did it. They went full bore, according to the Durham report, without even asking questions about evidence. Yet the FBI has been sitting on a piece of evidence that is now revealed to our Congress, a piece of evidence that states unequivocally that Joe Biden is part of a pay for play scheme in our federal government. This is flatly, roundly illegal, corrupt, immoral. These are grounds for impeachment. And yet here we stand with an FBI, one, refusing to admit that this document was even real. And when they were called on their bluff, showing that document finally to James Comer, proving that the document not only exists, but that there is credible evidence that the FBI should have opened an investigation into Joe Biden for criminal bribery on the highest levels. How do you impeach a president? What does it say in our constitution for the impeachment of a president? It says high crimes, high crimes is what you're supposed to go after our top officials for. Does this account for a high crime? And also what would be the crime of murdering the people involved in outing Joe Biden? Because the FBI got receipt of this information during the presidential election of 2020, June of 2020 is the date on this document. The people who gave this information to the FBI, they're now from Ukraine. That's, that's now, we've been telling you that for weeks. That's now confirmed. This is Ukraine. This is a Ukrainian asset for the FBI. We now know this. We've been telling you that for weeks. Saying that they fear that they'll be killed if this information gets out. That's what the FBI said. This is a threat from the FBI to that whistleblower, in fact. Ladies and gentlemen, this happens in every mafia movie. In every major mafia movie, there's always a moment where the man in charge of the criminal enterprise strokes his chin and goes, be shame. 
would be a shame if something happened. It would be a shame if something happened. You got a beautiful store there. You got a beautiful bakery. You got a beautiful gas station. Would be would be a shame if something were to happen to you, your kids, your daughter, your wife. It would just be a shame, wouldn't it? The FBI is acting as the muscle for the Biden crime family, engaging in open threats against the lives of the people who dare come forward to blow the whistle on the Bidens. It's happening. It just happened hours ago in Congress. We're going to be joined on this show by Anna Paulina Luna, representative from Florida, who is illuminating for all of us this information, saying that after her briefing with the FBI, the FBI went in and briefed James Comer on this, and Comer went and briefed his caucus and on his committee. And the FBI's reason for not releasing this document is that the source may be killed by who? By the Bidens? By this crime family that you've installed and are protecting? We're at DEFCON 9 here in this country. And that is why I think it's fortuitous that we are currently today on the anniversary of D-Day. Because ladies and gentlemen, we're fighting fascism here at home. We're fighting an illegitimate criminal regime here at home. The evils, sadly, do not end in Nazi Germany or Soviet Russia. The evils and the line between good and evil goes directly through man's hearts. And every government, including and importantly, actually, quite frankly, naturally our own. And I say that because we have the most powerful government in the world. You don't think that that is ripe for corruption? Of course, don't be naive. Don't wrap yourself inside of the mythos that America is this pure driven snow nation. No, our government lies to you and is thrilled to do so and will do so in order uh, to hurt you and harm you. Just rewind the clock back three years during COVID. How many systemic lies were told to you in order to protect power and in order to keep power. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are in the business of controlling you and they're in the business of propping up a regime that has been installed in order to hurt you. Joe Biden is a crime syndicate. His family is being protected by the law enforcement agencies in this nation. We now know this. They have admitted to it. They've given over the document. Not fully. They should surrender the document to the committee. That's what's leading to the contempt charge that will be brought against Christopher Wray on Thursday. But we've seen it. They've brought the document in. It exists. It's real. The FBI knew about it the entire time, and they installed Joe Biden anyway. It's our D-Day. We're fighting the forces of fascism. We're fighting an evil, black-hearted, Black Sabbath government that is corrupted against the people. And we are waking up. We now know beyond a shadow of a doubt the timeline of events here 
ladies and gentlemen, as it leads to this document, this FD-1023, the clandestine document that was gathered, intelligence from an agent in Ukraine. We now know this. It is confirmed. We've been telling you. An agent in Ukraine about a $5 million bribery for policy. You give Joe Biden millions of dollars and he will grant you American policies that are beneficial to you. And who is the you? The natural gas companies in Ukraine. What Joe Biden got Donald Trump impeached for. You remember Donald Trump wanted to go look into the corruption of the Bidens in Ukraine and he was impeached just for asking the question. This goes so much deeper than you can possibly imagine. Ladies and gentlemen, the timeline of events. Go. May 3rd, Comer issued a subpoena and sets deadline for Ray. McCarthy then attempted to, dis- to mediate that dispute. On May 30th, FBI tells Fox News the agency is committed to cooperating. And then Ray has this phone call with Comer to discuss the file. Then there's one more step. Ray says, OK, Comer and Raskin, the chair and ranking chair, you can both come and see the document. So Comer went and saw the document. What did he see when they brought that document into Congress yesterday? Let's listen. FBI officials confirmed that the unclassified FBI-generated record has not been disproven and is currently being used in an ongoing investigation. The confidential human source who provided information about then-Vice President Biden being involved in a criminal bribery scheme is a trusted, highly credible informant who has been used by the FBI for over 10 years and has been paid over six figures. These are facts and no amount of spin and, frankly, lies from the White House or congressional Democrats can change this information. At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee, and we will now initiate contempt of Congress hearings this Thursday. Given the severity and complexity of the allegations contained within this record, Congress must investigate further. Americans have lost trust in the FBI's ability to enforce the law impartially and demand answers, transparency, and accountability. The investigation is not dead. The investigation is just beginning. James Comer said that the reason that the FBI could not hand this document over to the custody of Congress, which it is required constitutionally to do, is because it is currently being used inside of an ongoing investigation, but there's only one ongoing investigation into the Bidens, and that happens to be the grand jury in Delaware that is looking into Hunter Biden's tax crimes. That does not involve Joe Biden. This document names Joe Biden. The FBI is stonewalling and protecting the Biden crime family. They are the muscle. They are the political police and agents for Joe Biden. They are a political arm of the presidency. They should not exist. And this is exactly why. James Comer on uh, the ludicrous, ludicrous excuse from the FBI that they can't give you the document because, well, it's currently being used in an ongoing investigation. Go. It appears 
this investigation is part of an ongoing investigation, which I assume is in Delaware. The Oversight Committee will follow the, follow the facts and be transparent to the American people with our findings. I have to say about the ongoing investigation, did they say anything about the nature of the All I know is there's an ongoing investigation. They confirmed there's an ongoing investigation using this information. I assume that ongoing investigation is in Delaware. I don't know that, but I assume that. So how many documents are there? Well, it turns out that there's not just one. It turns out that there are multiple. There are multiple documents pointing to the criminal bribery schemes of the Biden crime family that the FBI has been sitting on and not doing their job, which is to open investigations into crimes. I cannot express enough how Joe Biden and his entire regime has been protected. The entire reason why there is a President Joe Biden is because of the FBI. The FBI has given the greatest in-kind campaign contribution to Joe Biden in the history of American politics by not opening an investigation when they had evidence of a criminal bribery scheme. These are the high crimes you get impeached for. And James Comer says there's not just one document, there's voluminous evidence. We're just getting started here. Go. You all know this from the subpoena in July 30th, 2020. The claims made in the document are consistent with what we found and disclosed to you all in Romania. It suggests a pattern of bribery where payments would be made through shell accounts and multiple banks. And there's a term for that. It's called money laundering. And that, again, is what the, the majority of the suspicious activity reports also said. So we feel that this accusation is consistent with a pattern that we're seeing, frankly, in other countries, too. Yes. We believe there are multiple documents. There are multiple documents. And these had to be pried out of the FBI's cold, dead fingers. These multiple documents. Meanwhile, when Donald Trump gets raided, his house gets raided in an unlawful raid to go claim, reclaim documents that Donald Trump had declassified and was legally in possession of. They release photos of that raid for all the world to see. They vomit those photos onto the Internet and directly into the pages of The New York Times. Yet the FBI is hanging on with broken, bloodied knuckles to these documents that actually prove criminality. They had these documents before the general election in November of 2020 and did nothing with them. Who's in charge of the FBI at that time? These people answered to Donald Trump. They answered, they answered to President Trump at that time. And they did nothing. Yet they did absolutely nothing. And now, th nearly three years after that election, the FBI still refuses to hand over this evidence on Joe Biden. 
And that is why Christopher Ray is going to be held in contempt on Thursday. Go. These are facts and no amount of spin and frankly lies from the White House or congressional Democrats can change this information. At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee. And we will now initiate contempt of Congress hearings this Thursday. Kevin McCarthy is on the side of this. Kevin McCarthy is making good on his promise. We should have defunded the FBI if you really wanted it to stick. A contempt of Congress charge is something that they brought against Eric Holder, for instance. Nothing happened. It's not great. They're presumably going to put Steve Bannon in prison for a contempt of Congress charge. We'll see what happens there. But what are you going to do? You're going to send Christopher Ray to his own Justice Department? These people who are all inside of a criminal conspiracy together? And, and you think they're going to do something about it? I don't think so. I don't think so. But it's a good first step. McCarthy making good on his promise here. So tell me about this deal with Chris Ray at the FBI. Is he going to be held in contempt? He will be held in contempt if he doesn't do what is responsible to do. Remember, in the commitment to America, Republicans said we'd go and make sure we had accountability and transparency. We had a whistleblower come before us and and say that he'd gone to the FBI about hearing of a $5 million bribe from a foreign individual to then Vice President um, Biden, and then talked about sending money to LLCs and others. We subpoenaed that because, remember, Congress has the constitutional right of the oversight of the FBI. This document is not even classified. What is the first thing that uh, Director Ray said? He didn't even acknowledge whether he had it. He said he wouldn't provide it. I had a phone call with him, explained to him, if he does not provide this, we we will hold him in contempt. Now he said, yes, we do have the document, but he'll only show it to the chairman and ranking member. That is not how the Constitution works. Everybody on the Committee of Oversight, Republican and Democrats, have a right to see this unclassified document. If he doesn't come forth and allow everyone to see it, we will move contempt charges against him on Thursday. So they're going to go with contempt charges. Maybe that'll stick. But what would really stick would be to defund his private jet, Christopher Ray's private jet, the FBI's private jet. It would be really nice to defund the entire wing of the FBI that is responsible for keeping this document, the Hunter Biden laptop, and so forth. Move those agencies into other federal agencies or privatize them, to be quite honest. Because that's really, quite frankly, the, the answer here. You cannot have a private personal police force that is answerable to the president. That is flatly and basely unconstitutional. The ultimate goal of James Comer and his committee is to make this unclassified document public so that we can all see it, so that people can ask questions about it. So the people who live inside a bizarre world where the Bidens are this morally upstanding family with the cokehead kid and Joe Biden cheating on his wife with the babysitter, Jill Biden, those moral people, the guy who showers with his daughter and won't acknowledge his own granddaughter, those morally upstanding people, the press and the media will only believe this and will only ask the question about it if their audience actually sees the document. That's the world we live in. The fascistic control of 
the vectors of information in our society completely and totally broken. Comer's right for wanting this document public. Go. Mr. Chair, why do you need the document at hand? You just got a chance to view it. So why do you need it? And why move forward with consent when the FBI says they're cooperating in good faith? Well, if let's just look at what, what I've read in a lot of the media accounts. Uh, and, and with statements that Ian Sams has made from the White House that, you know, there's no merit to this. This is crazy. This is a conspiracy theory. And, and I'm, you're just supposed to take my word or, or, or the FBI's word. I'm supposed to take the FBI's word that they're investigating this or that uh, you know, you're going to write that the source is unverified. Or whatever. Remember, the, the, the main reason they're not wanting to make this public is because they're concerned about the source, the highly credible. And I haven't read that in a lot of outlets, the highly credible source that's been with the been with the uh, bureau since the Obama administration. One, one more one, one more question. So, again, as we covered yesterday, the source was with the Obama administration. Giving information. To the FBI. The FBI was paying for this information, six figures to this source. Highly credible means that the source was right when they were feeding information to the FBI. And this source comes from Ukraine. We now know all of this. So the FBI is hiding, covering up, and then threatening the life of this source. Meanwhile, over at Mar-a-Lago, They'll chuck all of Donald Trump's documents onto the floor, take photos of it, and release it immediately to the press. Trust me, if this document had Donald Trump's name on it, the FBI would have handed it to the Washington Post before the election. There's no doubt in my mind. These are criminal organizations. The FBI is itself a criminal organization whose sole job is to be the Praetorian Guard for the Democratic National Committee. And Donald Trump's greatest mistake was trusting that these guys actually did their mission and upheld their mission and would answer to him. This document was received while Donald Trump was president. Donald Trump appointed Christopher Wray to this position. This is why a house cleaning must happen. A brutal one. A true reckoning. The American people are on the side of it. Donald Trump's own director of national intelligence, a man who uh, the FBI answered to, John Ratcliffe, was commenting on this very strange parlance between the FBI's treatment of Donald Trump and the FBI's treatment protection of Joe Biden. They're not treating Joe Biden to anything. They are a iron wall around Joe Biden hiding his darkest secrets. They're a safe for him, a Swiss bank account for him. Watch. Oh, Director Ray, with regard to the issue of FISA abuse, has said, look, we're going to jeopardize sources and methods. People may lose lives if you see these FISA applications, when in fact what it revealed was 17 violations of the law by the FBI and, and what re resulted in a felony conviction. The contrary, you know, with regard to Mar-a-Lago, within 48 hours, FBI agents, the only one that had access to photographs, the top secret documents at that time, those were all over the Internet. And there was no talk about protecting sources and methods and lives being in danger. So, you know, again, it's being used as, as a sword and a shield as it's convenient. 
Yeah. Yeah. They puked out every image they could to make Donald Trump look bad. The FBI did that. The FBI leaked that. Nobody's been put in jail. Nobody's been put in prison. Prison. Christopher Ray hasn't released any statements saying it was wrong. They openly leaked photos to make Donald Trump look bad, make Donald Trump look like a criminal. Have you seen any photos leaked of Joe Biden's classified documents in the hundreds of storage spaces, including his garage where he kept classified? Have you seen any leaks of those images? Ladies and gentlemen, it's a criminal enterprise. You got to have a lot of energy to keep up with it. And uh, hot damn, people are going people are going hard in the paint. Newt Gingrich talking about these skull and bones and secret societies that are trying to hold together a crumbling Washington facade. And Anna Paulina Luna talking about the death threats from the FBI itself against whistleblowers. And we'll get to all that in just one moment. First, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to stay energized like I do, you got to drink your coffee. If you're not a coffee drinker, I would recommend it. Well, you're going to need it. It's things are going to get more wild. Things are going to get more crazy. And we got a lot of wood to chop. Blackout coffee is my coffee of choice. I have this mug with me virtually every single morning. Blackout coffee, and it comes with this, with my pride flag. This is uh, this is my pride flag for the month of June and then every single month. Ladies and gentlemen, Blackout Coffee is a non-woke coffee company. You don't want to give your money to woke companies. It's not enough to simply say that it tastes great. It's also awesome that they make it here in Florida. It's made by people who love this nation. It's made by patriots and people who support free speech, conservative values. You got to give them a try. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny, blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. Get 20% off your first order. You will make the switch today. I promise you, as soon as you try their product, you're going to love it. As soon as you open it up, it's like, ah, you open up that bag in the morning. Get you going. Stop giving your money to woke corporations, especially coffee companies that hate your guts. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Benny. So how uh, bad are things getting? for the regime in charge. Well, Newt Gingrich, the former Speaker of the House, very powerful man, very powerful individual in Washington, D.C., uh, is saying that the skull and bones secret societies are starting to really panic in the nation's capital because people are turning on them. People are breaking. I've never heard uh, anybody in the, in the power position of Newt Gingrich a man who's held arguably the most powerful position in America. I mean, he's third in line for the presidency, right? As Speaker of the House. And, and one of the most effective Speakers of the House in my lifetime. Newt Gingrich saying that it is panic time for these secret societies and the people who think they control everything in the United States of America. Yikes. Listen to this. Can you imagine these charges being leveled at this president, this influence peddling that we understand uh, could be going on for decades? What are your thoughts in terms of the mainstream media? These are the most serious charges ever leveled at a president, and the mainstream media will not report it, Newt. Of course not. Look, you have to understand the, the national establishment, the people who went to Harvard and Yale and Princeton, uh, the folks who belong to Skull and Bones, all of those people are united in a determination to, to retain power over the American people. And they're watching a steady upsurge of Americans who are sick and tired of a corrupt uh, elite 
that's trying to do things. You're seeing this, uh, frankly, with Target. Uh, you saw it with Bud Light. Uh, I think the Dodgers are going to face tremendous penalties for having brought in a, an anti-Catholic, anti-nun, vicious group of people. Uh, and I think that you look at what's happening here. We know now from, from the Durham report that virtually everything said about Donald Trump was a lie. And sadly, almost everything being said about Joe Biden is the truth. Everything being said about Joe Biden is the truth. The FBI, according to the Durham report, which we have read line and verse, and we actually did an entire show where we just read every single line from the Durham report that we thought was prescient to the current national conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, the real takeaway from John Durham's report is that the FBI was doing the political agency of Hillary Clinton as a police force for Hillary Clinton. They were a campaign arm for I'm with her for Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016. They opened up, ripped open an investigation into Donald Trump on zero, zero, absolute nothing, zero, nothing, zero evidence. They didn't even try and check the slander and the slurs and the sludge that was pushed towards Donald Trump. In fact, they knew it was a political document created by Hillary Clinton in order to smear Donald Trump. And they opened a full-scale investigation anyway. Meanwhile, and oh, by the way, the, the source for that was a drunken, fat-ass diplomat from Australia who was blackout on gin martinis in a bar in London talking to George Papadopoulos. That's the, that's the sourcing. That's what gets you $30 million and a special counsel and three years of kneecapping Donald Trump's administration. And it's not about Donald Trump. It's about you and me because we voted for him. This is about kneecapping us, the American people. Meanwhile, who's this source coming out against the Bidens? Who exactly is this person? Well, this person is somebody who is presumably a Ukrainian, probably somebody who is high up in the government in Ukraine. We now know this bribery scandal happened in Ukraine. Why do they have to destroy that country? Why do they have to bomb every sector? that? It's almost like you want to start a war in Ukraine in order to get rid of the evidence. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Jordan, the best in Congress on this kind of stuff, obviously, saying that this is the most highly credible source that you can get in the government, a paid FBI informant over decades. Watch. This just isn't a document that's in the possession of the FBI. This is a document they created, and they created it based on what Jamie Comer just said. They had a they credible source, one of their good sources, who they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, bring this information to them, and then they create this document. We want to see it. How much you want to bet this source is a lot more credible than Christopher Steele, the guy who created the dossier that they used to go after President Trump? I bet you this source has a lot more credibility, but they will not let us see this document. I hope they do. I hope that, I mean, the American people. Uh, I hope they let the American people see it. So the FBI continues to stonewall. And the excuse for the FBI is that if they were to give this document out, even though the sourcing is redacted, the names are redacted. If they are to give out this document, that uh, the source will be killed. Huh? How's that work? Is that a threat? Yeah, it's a threat. It's saying that the Biden crime family will have this individual killed. This is what Tara Reid said when she was on our show. This is what John Paul Mac Isaacs said when she was on our show. 
That's the repair shop owner of the computer store in Delaware. Tara Reid came on the program right before she fled to Russia saying to us, I fear for my life. People are calling. They're threatening me. Bump in the night. They're coming after me. The Bidens are a crime family, and they're in charge of a crime syndicate, and that crime syndicate is the top law enforcement agency in America. This is terrifying stuff. Anna Paulina Luna yesterday tweeting this, and by the way, Anna Paulina Luna uh, making international headlines with this tweet. Uh, she'll be joining the program in just one moment. Uh, Anna Paulina Luna tweeted on Monday that she just left a House oversight meeting. The FBI allegedly worried that its informant will be killed if unmasked. Must be some pretty juicy things inside of this document, ladies and gentlemen. Luna tweeting, just left the meeting. The FBI is afraid their informant will be killed based on the info he brought forward about the Biden family. How bad is this information? How bad is it? How bad is this document? Where does this trail lead, ladies and gentlemen? We're now starting to see the noose tightening here around the Bidens. Hunter Biden emails show that Joe Biden lied on business dealings, knowledge, knowing full well what his family was doing and, in fact, orchestrating all of it. It's beginning to collapse here. Newly, newly released emails between Hunter Biden and his business associates with the Obama White House cast more doubt on Joe Biden's claims that he was unaware of his son's business dealings. Hunter Biden and then business partners were frequent communications, infrequent communications with top Obama administration officials while Joe Biden was vice president, according to the emails from the National Archives released to the conservative group America First Legal. House Oversight Committee James Comer, who is leading the sweeping investigation into the Biden crime family, told the Washington Examiner that the emails further show that Joe Biden repeatedly lied to the American people that he had no knowledge of the business dealings. In fact, he was directing the business dealings. Do you smell the panic? Do you smell it? It's the first time in my lifetime that the federal government is acting like this. Now, maybe I was oblivious. But they are starting to sense that their power is waning and it is slipping and the polling is starting to show that. A majority of Americans want the corrupt FBI to be reformed or shut down. Whoa. This according to The Federalist. More than half of the nation, 63%, and that's way more than half, that's a plurality, want the FBI to face some sort of punishment for weaponizing its powers against the American people. To achieve political goals, a new poll issued from Insights and TIPP suggest the FBI's years-long malfeasance, which includes misleading Congress, covering up corruption, manufacturing scandals, raiding the homes of former presidents, targeting innocent people based on their moral and political beliefs, and interfering in elections, is no secret to the majority of Americans who know the U.S. has a two-tiered system of justice. The agency's laundry list of deeply rooted corruption became even more obvious in the recent weeks after special counsel John Durham confirmed that there was never any evidence to sustain the agency's seriously flawed investigation into Donald Trump and Russia. Of the 1,300 respondents surveyed weeks after the Durham report, 39% said they want the FBI to be reformed by Congress to keep from meddling in future elections. 
Americans' widespread contempt for the federal agency is not exclusive to a voting bloc. 75% of Republicans, 59% of Democrats, and 57% of independents appear to understand that the FBI is a threat to the nation and must be addressed with some form of retribution or rehabilitation. The desire to shut down the FBI is strong among Republicans. 37% said that they want the FBI torn down and rebuilt from scratch. My God. How do you, how do you overcome that? You can't. You don't. America's frustrations with their weaponized government has grown increasingly evident over the past year. 58% of the registered voters said last summer that Attorney General Merrick Garland should enforce federal law prohibiting protests in the homes of Supreme Court justices, but they allowed them to occur anyway. They allowed these monsters to effectively try and assassinate Supreme Court justices that they disagreed with. Remember the guy who went after Kavanaugh and his kids who had all the firearms and knives and the tactical gear. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a position that you don't come back from. This is a level of criminality and corruption that you do not return from. And now the FBI is openly like a criminal enterprise threatening the people who come after their preferred and installed presidential candidates, like Joe Biden. Uh, very strange occurrence here, perhaps maybe just because of old age, but people are winding up dead in prison. People who have uh, crossed the FBI. In fact, one of America's greatest intelligence failures wound up dead in his cell inside of one of the top maximum security prisons in the country. This man's name is Robert Hansen. You may have recalled Robert Hansen. He's a former FBI agent who became one of the most notorious spies in U.S. history. He died in federal prison yesterday. He was 79. Hansen was found unresponsive in his cell in the United States Penitentiary Florence Supermax prison in Colorado at 7 in the morning. According to a statement from Federal Bureau of Prisons, the staff tried to save his life, requested help from emergency medical services, no avail. He died in his cell. Robert Hansen was apprehended in February after making a dead drop of classified information for his Russian intelligence contacts. He'd been spying on the United States for the Soviet Union and for Russia for the better part of two decades. So now he is dead. Interesting little trend of people winding up dead in their cells in federal prisons. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the news. This just in, Fox News alert former FBI agent Robert Hansen, who was convicted of stealing and sharing state secrets with Russia over the course of two decades, has been found dead in his prison cell. Hansen was one of the most damaging spies in American history and sold out thousands of classified documents to the KGB, as well as exposed numerous American sources inside both the Soviet and Russian governments. Hansen was serving 15 consecutive, consecutive life sentences without parole in a supermax prison in Colorado. Uh, this is the highest security prison that there is out there. John, there's no word yet on whether or not he took his own life or someone took his. 
Um, or if uh, he just died of natural causes, that, 79 years old, he's kind of right in that sweet spot for him and a heart attack. And when you're in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day, some people might feel be. they don't have much left to live for. Maybe we'll get more information. <laughs> yeah, you don't have much left to live for. Maybe the message that the FBI is sending right now to Joe Biden whistleblowers, we'll see. But also, we're honored for the first time on our program to have a legend in the legal profession, to have a professor from Harvard Law, to have somebody who really doesn't need any introduction joining the program today for the first time, which is perfect timing to talk about the corruption at the highest levels of our government. Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Dershowitz joins the program. Professor, it's an honor to have you on, and we've been uh, really rounding the corner this morning on the contempt charge for Christopher Ray. Perhaps you can illuminate for our audience what will this, what will become of this? I mean, is Christopher Ray really going to be locked up? Is he going to be putting shackles and frog march through D.C., or is this going to go to the Department of Justice and they're just going to laugh at it? Well, it's probably something in between. He's not going to jail, obviously, and uh, I don't think the Justice Department is going to laugh at it because. Uh, it certainly puts another taint uh, on a reputation that has been hurt terribly uh, over the past uh, several years as part of what I call the Get Trump movement. Um, obviously, I wrote a book by that name, Get Trump, because so much of the government's energy uh, has been devoted and so much of the energy of the hard left and academia and the media have been devoted to getting Trump that the rule of law has suffered uh, in the meantime. And this is merely another example of that. So what what would be your guess then? You said somewhere in the middle. I mean, will this uh, we saw Eric Holder be held in contempt? What, what do you game theory will happen here? Well, nothing will happen seriously. There may be hearings. Uh, there may be attempts to come to a modified solution. In the Holder case, nothing happened. Uh, and in most of these cases, nothing happens. Of course, uh, there has been a different standard of justice uh, when directed against the the right and the left, particularly in, in recent years. And uh, uh, I've been victimized by it. Uh, lawyers who defended Donald Trump have been subject to bar complaints by an organization called Project 65, a group of radical left-wing lawyers who have sworn to get disbarred every lawyer who ever defended Donald Trump or anybody on his behalf. And there are judges who are basically going along with that. And so it's very important to fight back. And I offered publicly to defend uh, any lawyer who had a bar complaint leveled against him by Project 65 for his defense of Trump. And what, of course, Project 65 did is they leveled the bar complaint against me. So uh, that's the way it's working. But, you know, I'm, I'm a thick skinned, tough guy who's going to always fight back. I've been doing it for 60 years and I'm not stopping now. Yeah, it really does seem like terroristic tactics uh, used against the people who simply want the truth. And that's really what we want here, because if there is an FD 1023 form that exists inside of the FBI, the American public should know about it. It's unclassified. Do you see any reason why this document shouldn't be released? Of course not. And every document should be released. In fact, 90 percent of classified documents should be released. There's so much overclassification in the United States. Classification is supposed to be done only to protect the national security of the United States, not the reputations of the people who may have endangered the national security of the United States. It's used far too often to protect individuals. So what is the FBI's excuse here? 
uh, for not handing this document over. Meanwhile, on the other on the other hand, they're releasing photos of Donald Trump's floor with documents, classified documents thrown on the floor. You've been to Donald Trump's office. I've been to Donald Trump's office. There were no right. documents thrown on the floor. They put no, them there. Of course, that was a complete planted uh, picture. You know, the great Eric Siegel movie Love Story said, you know, being in love means you never have to say I'm sorry. Being the FBI used to mean you never had to apologize. Uh, that's changing now, tragically. Uh, it may have started with a case I was involved in many years ago when a man named John Connolly, who was the head of the FBI in Boston, was feeding information to Whitey Bulger. Uh, and uh, we exposed him. I helped do that. Uh, and he's now in prison for the rest of his life. Um, but uh, we know that there are real problems in the FBI. And what I have proposed long ago is to set up a commission like the 9-11 Commission, uh, headed by somebody like Louis Free, the former director of the FBI, who is uh, without any uh, controversy at all, and to look into systemically what's going on with the with the FBI. Look, we have a case now, uh, the Keith Raniere case, where the FBI, we believe, seven experts have said, uh, tampered with photographs to uh, make a, a young woman who was above the age of consent, uh, below the age of consent, uh, for purposes of prosecution. And we're looking here for congressional hearings. We're looking for an opportunity to cross-examine witnesses, to bring them to court. The FBI is not above the law, uh, whether it be in individual cases like the Keith Raniere case or cases involving the national security of the United States. So the FBI is tampering with this evidence. It's refusing to hand over evidence. You're a constitutional scholar. I think few would argue that you know the Constitution better than almost anyone alive. Well, Congress not so well. I wear a tie every day with the Constitution on it just to <laughs> remind me in case I forget some of its words. Could you perhaps illuminate for me, who is not a scholar on the Constitution, the separation of powers here? What is Article 1 versus Article 2? It does seem like Congress has every right to every document inside of the FBI that it wants. Absolutely. And the greatest greatest uh, uh, accomplishment of the Constitution was, believe it or not, not the Bill of Rights. Alexander Hamilton didn't even believe we needed a Bill of Rights. It was the structural check and balances, the separation of powers, the first country in history to take Montesquieu's suggestion seriously and create a government in which no single unit of the government had the ultimate power. Every government institution has the ability to check every other government institution. And the media has the ability to check them all. And so what we're seeing today uh, is a diminution of uh, checks and balances uh, and at a time when we need to make it even stronger than ever. And so, uh, yes, Congress has authority. It has authority to pass uh, legislation on the debt ceiling. That's not something the president can do under the 14th Amendment. It all changed during the New Deal when uh, the presidency expanded beyond the Oval Office to these hundreds of alphabet agencies, uh, which began to take over executive authority and, 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 and kind of compromise legislative authority. We're seeing that coming to an end now. The Supreme Court in the next year or two uh, will probably abolish the doctrine that allows executive agencies to take over the role of legislatures. And that would be a healthy thing for democracy. You're speaking about Chevron? That's right, the Chevron Doctrine, mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm a liberal. I'm a Democrat. I voted for uh, Hillary Clinton and, 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 and Bill Clinton and, 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 and uh, 
uh, Obama and, and Biden. Uh, but I care more deeply about the Constitution than I do about any particular political party. And the Chevron Doctrine was always wrong, and it should have been modified. And I think it will be modified. Uh, there will be some very, very good developments in the Supreme Court and some not so good ones. And what we're seeing happen, of course, is the left is now trying to destroy the Supreme Court because it doesn't like its rulings on Roe versus Wade. In Israel, for example, on the other hand, it's the right that's trying to weaken the Supreme Court because it doesn't like its rulings. And so what you have is whenever you have an institution like the Supreme Court, uh, which brings about results that are despised by people on the right or the left, they call for structural reform. They call for changes. What we need to make sure we preserve all over is separation of powers and checks and balances. No branch of government should ever have the ultimate authority in a democracy to make decisions that affect the daily lives of individuals. So something that we speak about on this show is the structure of the FBI and that the FBI is not found in the Constitution. It seems like the founders didn't want the president to have police powers. The president has clandestine military powers to protect our borders, but certainly not domestic policing powers. That, that can't be found inside of the original no, it's, documents. It's the opposite. It can be found in the debates about the document and exactly the opposite. Uh, Hamilton um, was very, very concerned about not having uh, a national, uh, uh, about having a national police force. Jefferson and Hamilton debated that issue at great length, and ultimately they decided on, yes, a national navy would be okay, but certainly not a national police force. That was uh, something that the, fa the founders would be completely and fundamentally against. And of course, the FBI was invented in the beginning of the 20th century by J. Edgar Hoover, basically, and uh, became stronger and stronger. There is the need today for a federal police force to prevent terrorism and to prevent international effects on the national security of the United States, but it should limit its role uh, to only those things that require national protection. It should leave the rest to um, to a domestic state-by-state uh, -state police forces. Yes, and that's what – I mean it does seem like it is – like everything in the federal government is roundly and ob obtusely outgrown its need. And now you have a personal police force for the presidency uh, to be used domestically uh, for his personal political – uh, uh, provocations. This is, I think, the biggest question that my viewers have. And my final question to you, sir, is uh, what do you do with an FBI that hides this document? They knew about this document. They knew they, they, this was a credible source. They paid the source six figures. This is a document having to do with Ukraine. They knew about Biden's criminal bribery and they did nothing. It's the same thing with Hillary Clinton and not – I mean obviously everyone makes mistakes. You said you voted for Hillary Clinton. Like, this is Hillary Clinton. The Durham report makes it very clear that they shut down those investigations oh, and no that question. they refused to look into a similar style of criminal international bribery. That's um, the Joe point that's being missed in the Durham report. The Durham report for the first time in American history documents without a doubt a double standard based on partisan considerations. If you look at all the evidence directed against Hillary Clinton and compare it to the evidence directed against Donald Trump, there's no justification for having started an investigation of Donald Trump on the basis of what turned out to be totally false information, while at the same time applying a very different standard to, to Hillary Clinton. Look, my view is I don't want to weaponize 
uh, partisanship. I don't want to see people turned into criminal based on partisan considerations. But what we must have is a single standard of justice. We cannot have justice based on partisan considerations. I want to go back for one minute to the Keith Raniere case, because that has the potential for exposing real problems within the FBI. The courts must give us a hearing on one of his lawyers to explore whether the FBI, seven evidence, seven witnesses said it did. And, and we're confident that those witnesses were telling the truth. We need to have uh, the, the right to use subpoena power to get to the essence of that. And we need to have congressional hearings because this case, you, you don't have to like Keith Raniere. You don't have to like what he's accused of doing. That's not what the Constitution's about. The Constitution is about everybody's rights. And if they can do it to Keith Raniere, they can do it to you and me and your uncle and your daughter. Yeah, Professor, we have the do uh, an article up here uh, that your team sent us uh, Newsweek about Keith Raniere, the appeal and the evidence against the FBI. We encourage our readers to go look into it. Uh, just as a follow up to the point you just made, how do you. Joe Biden delivering political favors for money, is that illegal? Of course, that, that would be illegal. That would be participating in bribery, which is one of the two designated impeachable offenses under the Constitution. Of course, it's been done since the beginning of history. It's not something new. Uh, favors are part of uh, politics. But if you give favors that are worth money in exchange for performing Know, a benefit to a person that uh, obviously is illegal and, and should be looked into, should be looked into on every side. Uh, again, no, no investigation should be based on what benefits one party or the other. It should be based on what is explicitly against the law and what has the precedents of the past uh, taught us about that. So you're saying that that would rise, a, 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 bribery, a, a bribery from the vice president of the United States for millions of dollars would rise to the uh, rise to the high crimes threshold? It would. Now, the question nobody knows the answer to is, can a president be impeached based on what he did as vice president? Um, those are hard questions. The framers didn't want to see impeachment used uh, easily. They didn't want to turn America into Great Britain, where the parliament can simply get rid of the executive by a voice vote. They wanted it to be very difficult to impeach uh, uh, high crimes, misdemeanors, um, uh, bribery, treason. And um, one has to be absolutely certain. And the only way to get an effective uh, impeachment would be to make it bipartisan. That's what happened with Nixon. Nixon left office not because the Democrats threatened him, but because the Republicans, his own party, threatened him. Do you see that happening? I don't see that happening uh, now to either side. You know, I started to write my book, The Case Against Impeaching Trump. The original title was The Case Against Impeaching Hillary Clinton because everybody thought she was going to get elected in 16 and everybody thought the Republicans would try to impeach her. And then when that didn't happen and they started to impeach Trump, I took the same book. I just changed the title and changed a few of the words. But I'm a nonpartisan opponent of unconstitutionally impeaching people for non-impeachable offenses. And so I'm going to continue in my nonpartisan way, which means I make enemies on both sides. Uh, the Democrats think I'm not partisan enough for the Democrats. The Republicans think I'm not supportive enough of their side. But uh, the people who love the Constitution will support my tie. <laughs> Godspeed, Professor. We support your tie. Thank and, you. Uh, it's a, and it's a stunner. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies
and gentlemen, Alan Dershowitz joining our program for the first time, uh, making the argument for the impeachment of Joe Biden. Wasn't planning on that one. I think that'll probably make a little bit of news. Making the argument that Joe Biden asking for a criminal bribery uh, of a, a bribe of five million dollars for American policies, uh, that that would rise to the level of high crimes. Alan Dershowitz, ladies and gentlemen, uh, making that argument. There's somebody who is actually on the committee that is investigating Joe Biden, somebody who's actually has personal knowledge of what happened yesterday when the FBI refused to hand over this FD 1023 form, and somebody who has illuminated for us the dangers that may befall uh, the witnesses to this crime. Are they threats from the FBI? Joining us now, Congresswoman Anna Polina Luna. Congresswoman, thank you for your insight here and also for your tweet yesterday that I think rocketed around the world. It's up on the screen now that the FBI is worried that something might happen to this anti-Biden whistleblower. It seems to be a trend. I mean, you know, it's crazy, Benny, is when I was sitting there in oversight and listening to uh, Re uh, Representative Comer really brief us on what had happened. You know, this is something that you would see in a spy movie. It's something that mm. you'd hear about happening with the mob. But the fact is, is that it wasn't just made up by Chairman Comer. It wasn't made up by me. It's not a conspiracy theory. This is coming from the FBI stating that if the individual was unmasked, they had a credible fear for their life, that they would potentially be killed. And what's even more interesting, Benny, is you see the, that the left wing is really trying to discredit this informant. It's a human source that's been with the FBI for over 10 years. Um, someone that's been paid over six figures for other information. And this individual has sourcing that goes back to the Obama era. So as you had pointed out earlier, I mean, this individual has information that Joe Biden as vice president received $5 million from a foreign national. Obviously, that's public corruption. This is just adding onto the list of the number of whistleblowers that we've had come forward. In addition to the amount of information that we've received via subpoenaed bank records, proving that the Biden family received personal enrichment basically off of selling access to uh, then vice president and what could potentially be President Biden. And so, I mean, it's it's really egregious what we're seeing here, but it's even more egregious to see what the media is doing and how these three letter agencies are trying to cover for it. Can you please talk us through the TikTok of what happened yesterday? Uh, so James Comer was able to see the document himself inside of a skiff and then yes. he briefed you. Can you yes. uh, can you give us details there? Yeah, absolutely. So to be clear, this is not a classified document. This is a document that we can talk about. Uh, Representative Comer, as well as the staff, saw it. They, The FBI had redacted the name of the informant that had brought forward the information. It's also alarming to point out that we were also briefed and know for a fact that the FBI had this information previous to 2020. They then stated that this was an ongoing pending investigation, which do you trust the FBI to tell you the correct information? I can tell you as a member of House Oversight, I do not. Um, so who knows uh, really how long that they've had this document, but we anticipate obviously that it goes back to when Joe Biden was vice president. They then refused to hand over the document to Representative Comer. And so on Thursday, we are going to be marking up the bill to bring the um, contempt of Congress charge to the House floor for the director of the FBI. 
FBI. And that's something that needs to happen. You know, Senator Grassley has had this information. We've been working to expose this and bring these facts out to the American people. And the fact is, is that the same FBI that's working on this quote unquote investigation that they had previous to 2020, knowing that Biden has essentially been um, been corrupt is also the same FBI that has no idea who their mole is. That's also leaking information to Hunter Biden about his very own investigation from the FBI. And that mole goes by a code name one eye. So this is something out of a James Bond flick, unfortunately, but um, this is happening in our government and we're working to really hold these directors, these agencies and these people accountable. Yeah, you're in power. You're Article One. You represent Article One of the Constitution. They're Article Two. They aren't not found in the Constitution. There shouldn't be a presidential police force. That's obviously unconstitutional. Uh, and yet here they are thumbing their nose at you and your congressional power. Meanwhile, throwing documents, uh, supposed documents from Donald Trump's files on the floor of his office and taking photos of them and leaking them to the press. Here they are. I mean, what a, what an insult to you. It's it's pretty egregious. And I know I can also tell you that Representative Comer has been actively working with the speaker in order to ensure that this is um, this is something that sticks. You are absolutely right. I think previous Congresses might not have acted in the aggressive fashion that we will be responding to and acting with. But, you know, Chairman Comer as leading out oversight, Representative Jim Jordan on House Judiciary, um, we are going to be very aggressive. And what's crazy, Benny, is everything that they seem to be accusing President Trump of, which to be clear, they are accusations. President Trump time and time again has proven that they're basically cooking up charges. And I just want to add something to the same DOJ that is bringing these charges against Trump has also now charged a whistleblower who brought forward information about the Biden family with international arms trafficking, even though there's no evidence of this arms trafficking taking place. So they are essentially acting um, as a arm of the Biden administration. And so, I mean, all I can say is a lot of people are frustrated. We're frustrated, but we're going to be holding them accountable. And th this is potentially going to be a criminal charge. If this guy doesn't pony up, it's very possible that the director of the FBI could end up in jail. Okay. Can you please expound on that? So, so that's so, fascinating. I, I, I had another question, but please expound on that. So if you're, How if you're does he wind up in jail? So if you're being held in in criminal contempt of Congress, if you're refusing to hand over information, I mean, that's what happened to Bannon. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's exactly right. So this would go to the Justice Department and this would be a major black eye for Christopher Ray. Something else that could be controlled by Congress is his private jet, his <laughs> budgets. You know, he has his own private plane. He likes to scoot out from any type of hearing to say he has a private jet off you know, to his vacation house. Could you cut that? Would you be in favor of cutting his private jet gas out? We just, we just had the opportunity to do that last week. And I think that, you know, the whole debt ceiling fight, part of the reason why I was so vocal about why it was a crappy deal, excuse my language, but it was, um, was because that funding was left untouched. Um, you know, teach their own, but, you know, we should have done more. And the fact is, is that now we have the opportunity to do, I mean, I hope he does the right thing. I hope he gives over the unclassified document. I hope that he allows Congress to do their jobs. But if he doesn't, he's he's going to have to answer for it. Alan Dershowitz was just on saying that there is a case for impeachment here and yeah. that high crimes, bribery is one of the listed high crimes inside of our constitution, from the, the founding document of this country, the, the document that actually binds you uh, to your loyalty to this nation. And so what, I mean, 
this does seem to be uh, DEFCON 9 here. If you are found to have taken criminal bribes from a foreign nation, uh, that's an impeachment. I mean, that's just like on its face, an impeachment. It's not even just that. It's also selling access for your personal enrichment and your family's enrichment while being in office, which it's obviously something that we are looking into on House Oversight. We've received those subpoena bank transactions. Um, I actually believe, yes, I do believe that this is grounds for impeachment. And, you know, a lot of people, the general consensus up here was that, you know, we don't want to impeach back to back and it's become a political tool. No, this is not a political tool. Look, I'm not sitting here trying to impeach someone because they're a Democrat. I'm sitting here looking at the facts, having the FBI tell the chairman of House Oversight, that they actually are in fear that if their informant is unmasked, that they're going to get killed. I mean, are you shitting me? Excuse my language. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can bleep that out, but like, are you kidding me? Um, it's crazy. And I think that we have enough, more than enough evidence right now to go forward. We just need that last document. Last last question for you. Can you please expound on this? They'll be killed uh, question. I mean, was that said in the terms of it's a threat because you have Tara Reid this morning, you have John Paul Mac Isaacs coming on our show saying they all fear for their lives from the Biden regime. They, they fear for their lives. I, is, I a, is it a threat? What, what? I don't know the context of which it was stated. This is simply the briefing that we got. And I think it's important for the American people to know that if you have a three letter agency telling the chairman they can't amass someone for that reason, I mean, I take that as absolutely. I mean, that's coming from the FBI. It's not just like made up by someone. There's other witnesses there that heard them say it. And um, I found it interesting that they didn't even want to comment back to Fox when Fox reached out to ask them about it. But um, I mean, I think that they realize that, you know, politics is a multi-trillion dollar impact on, on money, finances. Obviously, we're dealing with people that have proven records of clearly being corrupt. And so, yeah, I absolutely believe that they're in fear that someone would try to um, hurt this individual for bringing forward information. And, you know, to my understanding, for grounds for impeachment, you need two testimonies. You need two people to go on record. Um, obviously, the, there's the information. So it's going to be interesting. You know, I think a lot of people didn't realize probably how bad it was with the Biden um, the Biden family and Joe Biden himself. But as we're seeing, it's it's pretty bad. Congresswoman, you haven't been in D.C. for like six months. It's, it's like un, it's unbelievable how big of a footprint you have. And, and we're so impressed and we're so proud of you here in the state of Florida. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have to go to the congresswoman's Twitter page, break the matrix, follow her right now. Uh, we'll throw up the account. How else can people help you uh, in your fight? Um, well, you can head over to my personal social media. Honestly, I am glad that Elon purchased Twitter because I can tell you right now, this messaging would not be getting out there if we were still censored. So this is incredibly important. But I think the best way and the best thing that you can do is get actively involved. You know, I can't make calls for action, especially being in an official capacity. But, um, you know, Benny, you're pretty inspirational when you're telling people how they should get involved and what they can do. So I'll leave that to you. All right. We break the matrix by following the people who are doing the real work. And a congresswoman, Paulina Luna, is one of those, one of the good ones, and has just such an incredible career ahead of her. Godspeed, Congresswoman. Thank you. Thank you for fighting.
Ladies and gentlemen, what a fun show. What back-to-back -back absolute powerhouses. Do you feel a little bit of a tingle? Does it feel like we might be actually winning for once? Targets in retreat, Bud Lights in retreat. The agencies, the three-letter agencies that are uh, the Praetorian Guard for institutional power are crumbling. They may be put in jail. Whew. Hot damn. We are living through a remarkable time. We are living through a spiritual time. We are living through a time where you need to be centered and you need to know where your grounding comes from. And ladies and gentlemen, we may not get our justice in this life, but we shall have it in the next. God promises revenge is his, justice is his. Sit back, be at peace. And so every single show, we have our verse of the day so that you may be at peace in the knowledge that there is good news and that we are fighting a victorious battle that we have already won from Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Are you standing firm this morning? Have you taken up your full armor this morning? Do you know that there are demons that are screaming right now inside of the bowels of power in this nation, as they have always done in every powerful nation, from the Garden of Eden to the Tower of Babel? What does Satan do with Christ when he brings him to the desert? He tempts him by showing him the nations of the earth and said, I'll give you, I'll give you every one of them. Just worship me. What does that mean? Well, that means that on this moral, temporal earth, on this dusty planet, that there may be some W's for evil. But Christ rejected the temptation. He stood firm, and ultimately his was the eternal victory. Yours will be the eternal victory. We are eternally victorious. The battle has already been won. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. See ya.